Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, wake up, wake up, wake up. Gee whiz. Welcome back to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. I am a bit rusty. Uh, from the time in which we recorded the last one to this one's approximately 10 days. And as a result, uh, I am not at my peak capacity. But that's okay because today's episode is going to get you ja- uh, jacked up for deer season. So uh, it, this is your first time with us. Typically speaking, I'm far more polished in the intro. I, I've got some kind of elaborate introduction uh, that at this point has become famous, but that that's not today's style. Today's style is down and dirty. I'm sitting here, sitting across from the man who is going to hold the record for biggest buck killed in the bow hunting league challenge in the state of Florida. And uh, we're here to do our annual preseason podcast. I mean, this is the from the time in which we record this right now, we're 16 days away from Florida deer season. We are nine days away. Well, I guess actually we're 15, 14 days away from Florida, and we are eight days away. Some some math. Uh, it's been a long day, guys. It's <laughs> we're very close to deer season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are so, close to deer season. It's coming. It is. It it's is. Coming. And so I'm I'm going to ask you the million dollar question: Are you ready? Because I'm not. Mm. I don't. I don't really think it has to do with are you ready. I guess yeah. it depends on how you view the season. And okay. the season to me is a marathon. It's not a. It's not a sprint. So mm-hmm. I can technically be ready at any time during the season. I like to find my deer uh, at some point. So it doesn't have to be opening day. It can be the last day of the season, if, if I find them, I find them. So, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of view it as I'm going to be out there the whole season. So I don't really get like super excited about opening day other than I can actually be out in the woods at that point. But I understand some people have, they just hunt quotas or things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. they obviously they got to be ready. <laughs> they, they really got to be ready, uh, for those three day quotas or, seven day quotas or whatever they draw. So a little bit, a little bit different mindset for me when it comes to deer season. And you know me, I don't get super (laughs) excited (laughs) to begin uh, with. You don't get the nickname Iceman by being any, by being emotional, (laughs) you know, uh, the the fella uh, exudes cool, calm and collective, but you know, it's funny. You talk about it being, not being a, a sprint that it's a marathon and yet last year on opening day, if I'm not mistaken, you had a stud buck sitting in front of your camera where you should have been, but you were working instead. Yeah, that was two years ago. Oh, was it? Okay. But I did kill him in December. Did you? Was it the same De- year? December 2nd Dead was when I killed him. So that's why I say it's a marathon and not a yeah. sprint. Um, I mean, and to be honest with you, 
that's why you never you never say never <laughs> with <laughs> deer hunting because and i was talking to somebody it may have been brandon i was talking hunting with the other day and it's always been hard for me to get excited about the beginning of the season just because never really had too many opportunities to kill like a really big buck at the beginning of the season. Like I've had some opportunities to kill uh, a decent buck for Florida, but never really had that opportunity to kill uh, like a stud buck opening day or uh, usually even in the first few couple of weeks. Like normally it takes in about that October time, mid-October time or something when it's getting pre-rut time, things like that. And that one right there proved me uh, wrong. So it was him along with three other bucks that passed by my cell camera uh, that morning. But I was working, so I would have had to have taken off for opening day. And just going off of previous year's history, like a lot of people do for deer, I'm, I was like, ah, it's no big deal. So, and I kid you not, when that that deer, he was daylight, it was like 7.30 in the morning when he passed my camera. And he did not make another daylight appearance on my camera, at least in that area, for probably two months. It was all nighttime when he came. And an, another reason for that was, is they were coming off of this peanut field that was about a quarter mile away. Like, and they cut it. I think a couple of days after the season started. So I think that was a big reason of why he wasn't in that area as much like in daylight hours. Um, but I really hadn't had much daylight pictures of him before that uh, to begin with, especially not in the morning. Like I had a couple of evening time pics of him uh, cruising through that area. It was a good funnel. It was like a good funnel for them to kind of, um, move through the area it kind of opened up a little bit and it was where some hardwoods uh, met some pines and there was a little open area right there uh and there was also some acorns that were kind of dropping uh in that area which they didn't start hitting for a couple of months after they dropped honestly in that area there were water oaks but yeah so that was uh one particular instance on an opening day where possibly could have shot him i don't i can't even remember if the wind was right or any of those the the conditions i just know he was there in the daylight but i did end up uh harvesting him that was the one where i facetimed you oh that yeah was that same buck so yeah. that was your that was your pb wasn't it yeah that's my pb for florida uh, right now so that's awesome man well you need to top that so was the was the patreon buck the only buck you killed last year Yes, the Patreon buck was the only one I killed. I did shoot another buck. I remember that uh, that I hit. I hit some vines that I didn't know were there, and yeah. it went way forward, like in the shoulder area. Uh, we, I mean, I looked for them. I got dogs on them. Everything else uh, to try to find that deer. It was a, it was a good buck. It wasn't like a world beater or anything. But it was probably. Maybe slightly bigger than the Patreon buck or something like that. Gosh, I mean, it was, a, it was a really, really decent uh, Florida buck. Yeah. Um, but last year was a year that, I mean, I passed on a ton of deer. I could have shot uh, quite a few. And I didn't hunt that much last year, honestly. No, you had a busy I didn't year hunt as much uh, last year. And I was, I, I have a buck, or there was a buck that I had on camera that was really, really nice. However, I knew that uh, if I shot him, I had him patterned pretty good. If I shot him that this year, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have a chance at another 130 mm -hmm. something inch plus buck. So I decided to let him go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, last year was a tough year for both of us. We had a lot going on and we didn't do a whole lot of deer hunting compared to other gears. Um, I'm really looking forward to kind of changing that this year. You know, my season, which is kind of the theme of this podcast, guys, is we're going to be kind of talking about the upcoming year and what we have planned, as well as our um, world world famous, internationally famous bold predictions. Um, 
I bet you Ron just like stopped the the truck that he's driving because you know he's got a CDL. <laughs> I bet you just stopped the truck and he's just waiting. Um, yeah, I hope so. But uh, I, I think this year I've made some changes. You know, my schedule isn't getting any any easier with my wife being back in school and a one year old. But the one thing I'm doing is it always felt like last year I was like a step behind. I was right there on top of the deer. I had good good plans. I had good people helping me come up with plans, and I was I was always one step behind the deer. And so this year, what I'm going to do is uh, every every month I've got like a solid three day week. Uh, a three-day hunt planned so then you know all that time that i spent trying to get caught up to those deer i'll be able to make actionable things there at the t- at the tail end of those three days and i'm gonna hunt some in between those but really i'm focusing hard on you know three intense days of hunting and scouting uh in a row and i'm interested to see if that kind of makes a difference because in seasons past when i did that i got on deer and, and i pulled the trigger more so i may have something that works for my style there um are you changing anything up this year? Or are you kind of doing the same old, same old? <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about what you just said and how you mentioned that you were going to take three consecutive days because that's what I kind of had always kind of contributed, not necessarily your downfall, but a reason why you probably weren't killing as many deer as you wanted to was, in my opinion, a lot of the deer are on like this cyclical pattern here in Florida where you might, if you only hunt one day, you might miss them that one day. Um, I've got a bunch of deer just from trail camera photos and knowledge that they don't pass through the same areas every day, but they seem to kind of be on a pattern where they may show up once every whatever, five to seven days or something. So you spend in three consecutive days out in the woods may get you to where it falls in that pattern to where he shows back up in that area. And I haven't necessarily figured out why, and I could only think maybe it's, maybe they're just going to different doe groups and stuff like that, checking them out uh, in different areas could be a good reason why. But I think that you should have more success if you will contribute three straight days of uh, hunting in, in those areas. Cause you, you don't really have the same luxury that I have where I can just go, okay, I'm going hunting this day. I'm going hunting today. I'm going hunting today or whatever, any random day where I can just say, I'm, I'm going to go do it. You more have, you're more like the weekend warrior style where maybe you're going to do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday type hunt where I, whereas I can be like, Oh, it's Tuesday. I'm going hunting because I'm not working today or whatever. It's Thursday. Yeah. I'm going hunting today. <laughs> and following some of my trail cam stuff um as well i can i can follow that a little bit more but for me uh, i was probably gonna be a lot of how it was last year honestly um there's still a ton of uh overtime at work and i'm about that money (laughs) um um and uh, i've also got some family stuff right now that i'm dealing with and that's going to take away uh, some of my free time is where I'm going to be having to do things to kind of help out in some areas where I wouldn't in the past. So that's going to take up some of my time. But I still, I, I know my areas, I, I know when I need to be there uh, for the most part, still going to follow trail cam data and everything like that uh, and use that to my advantage. Uh, this year um and it it all kind of relies on what i'm seeing on the cameras and everything else anyways at this point um you mentioned the bow hunters league kind of at the beginning uh my goal is i i mean i'd like to kind of compete in that uh this year last year i i was in it but i wasn't really like ah yeah i'm in it i'm in it with bread or whatever uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna have to hunt with a bow apparently the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's one of those things where I signed up for the bow hunting league and uh, I'm gonna do my best to you know carry the bow at all times. You know some hunts, especially in Florida, you can't take archery equipment if it's a quota hunt, like a gun right. quota hunt. You can't take archery equipment, and so that I'm not going to not take. I'm not gonna not take advantage of those opportunities just because. Yeah. 
you know. Of course. Um, and you and I got a really good quota hunt uh, for, oh, yeah. for this year. I'm really excited about that. Um, you and I have always talked about filling like that time of the year with, you know, it's just kind of like an empty spot on our schedule. And we've always tried to find something to do with it. And we finally figured it out, I think. Um, so I'm going to try and get down <laughs> there like one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and get down there one or two days before, uh, before now. And then once the see, you know, once the sign starts dropping and stuff like that, and really uh, pay attention to it. But I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, you're not the first person to tell me what you said about that being my downfall. You know, Parker McDonald has been begging me for years to quit hunting like half days here and there and just like find two or three days consecutive, just go really, really hard. Um, and, you know, you see Parker go across the country and it takes him two or three days to get on the deer. But whenever he goes to like North Dakota or Tennessee, after about two or three days, he tends to get on top of them. Um, and he's a fairly successful hunter. So, um, I think it's going to work well. I think it's going to work really well. But I think also the what I've found is a way to take those blocks of time and really apply them to hunts that have high opportunity hunts. And so that kind of leads me to you know the next next kind of thing on our docket, and that is where we're hunting this year and what's on the plans. And so this year um, I'm doing more, but I'm not going very far. And I've got a couple of really good hunts planned in, in Georgia. Uh, got a couple good hunts planned with Brett in Alabama, and uh, you and I are going to have some fun uh, doing a, a really fun gun hunt here uh, for 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 whitetails as well. So, really, my goals for this year is going to be able to create three videos, three good quality videos that kind of capture those three weekends as they go across, kind of like the southeast. I guess you could call it like a southern tour or something like that, but it's like the extreme southeast, that little Georgia Florida trifecta. Georgia, Florida, Alabama trifecta. Um, and you're coming on everything but the Georgia hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, uh, which you're invited to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be another license. I got to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, on, but I, I mean, I'm going to Missouri more than likely <laughs> in November. Uh, the dates aren't set yet. Um, we're kind of, unfortunately for Brandon and myself, we have that firefighter schedule, so we can kind of like block weeks of time off and go, okay, let's look at all the factors. Um, obviously, weather's the biggest factor that'll play into that hunt. And uh, I mean, obviously, the colder, the better. Um, last year, we were there kind of early November. They weren't doing what I thought they would be doing. And we're planning on maybe going a little bit later uh, this year, maybe whatever, five, six days later than we started last year, mm -hmm. just to see if there's a difference. Unless the unless the weather, because last year when we left, it was like a warm front was coming through and it was mm -hmm. going to be in the 70s or something. And I'm just not doing that. I've already played that game before. <laughs> in Iowa, of all places. Yeah, yeah, in Iowa where it was. 77 degrees every uh evening time for like six days in a row that's brutal yeah yeah it makes a difference i mean it does make a difference i mean because the guy that we were hunting with we left when we left my buddy had killed a deer we left there was a storm coming to florida we were trying to get back before and we had spent i think about a week out there anyways but there was a cold front coming in like literally the day that we were leaving and he hunted the next morning and I think it was, gosh, it was like 25 degrees that morning. <sighs> and he had eight bucks come through that morning Golly. and there was not much moving at all in the morning time whatsoever while we were there when it was whatever, it'd be like 50 in the morning, 77 uh, in the evening times. And I saw a bunch that, when the front started coming in that, mm -hmm. that last morning as well. So uh, I would say weather is probably your biggest, is going to be your biggest factor <laughs> in, in all of that. But I have that on the docket. Uh, I didn't, I still haven't got a quota whatsoever to speak of uh, this year uh, for putting in redraws. And then at, at the beginning uh, when the quota started. So I don't, maybe I'll catch a quota at some point, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I plan on coming up and hunting with Brett, hunting with you. Um, 
may hunt another area in january as well nice <laughs> um but yeah uh, but like i said i right now my schedule is kind of up in the air uh with some of the stuff that's going on but i'll definitely be hunting uh close to the house for sure yeah yeah no i think uh the opportunities that you have close to the house rival that of anywhere you're going to go in the Florida <laughs> state of Florida anyway. So, you know, it's yeah. not like you're really messing out there very much. No, no, I'm not. And we'll, we'll see what happens Yeah, man. Uh, this year. That's what's great about a, a new season. You got a fresh slate starting September. What is it? September 16th. Uh, when the season starts, 17th, I believe I think for you. 17th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. September 17th. So fresh slate got three months basically to make something happen yeah, in, in the three months and uh last year you said I, I had that one unfortunate thing happen that was kind of early uh in the season and then i didn't really have much that i was after uh at that point and then at the end of the season i was able to get it done so that's why i tell you <laughs> everybody it's a marathon <laughs> It's a marathon and, and depending and like I said, like we've mentioned before, Florida is one of those states where, I mean, it's technically a lot longer than three months. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think in South Florida, all the way out to the panhandle and yeah. you can catch so many different ruts, uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so that's why, I mean, I would just, man, the, the seasons never, I have guys that I know, like they'll kind of hunt a little bit of bow season and muzzleloader and then they kind of hang it up after that or whatever, but there's so many more opportunities out there to where you could make it happen from August to yep. March. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those where there should be a perpetual level of excitement about it, right? Like there's always this opportunity, especially with a rut, because like in this area, I was telling a new hunter the other day, he's like, you know, the rut's supposed to be this time. And I'm like, okay, we'll confirm it because for where my house is, I shouldn't have does being bred in February. And all on all the cameras that I have right here in this immediate proximity, it's late January at the earliest, if not uh, well into February that you're seeing them get bred. And so it's one of those situations where it's like, if that chunk of woods was your opportunity and it's done, the quota's over or whatever, just move to the next chunk, like find, like bounce around and find the opportunity. Uh, you know, we were well everywhere in Florida, you know, they know that the buck to doe ratio is way out of whack. So there's second estra cycles, you know, that you, you, yep. you know good and well that there's opportunity there. And it's kind of, I was talking to a buddy of mine. I was like, it's gotta be depressing to live in places like Missouri and Kansas because it, it I say that with a degree of facetiousness because realistically they have much bigger deer and I get that, but like realistically you got to narrow a couple weeks and if you don't get it done, your odds of, of killing a big deer drastically drop. And I don't necessarily know that that's the case in Florida. I feel like it's one of those, you can just keep hustling until you run out of gas or season and just kind of chase, chase all over the place. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some of those Midwestern States, I mean, they, I would say that they have the rut and then they kind of have an advantage at the end of the season if they have food. So if they have the food, then they, they have that, they still have that chance of uh, killing a really uh, big buck uh, at the end of the season. But as, as far as being able to chase the rut as that long, then no, I mean, they may have 
their primary rut and they may catch a little secondary or something like that. But that's going to be pretty much it for the state. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I kind of wonder what they do like the rest of the year, because realistically, like the, the, the peak of the excitement is gone in December. You know, and it's just <laughs> getting fired up for me in December. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them guys, I mean, that's what they they hunt the rut. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I know some. I mean, the guy that we hunted with in Iowa, he had. I mean, he has a nice place. He has nice um farms, and we hunted a bunch. And we didn't really stick to his farm. We went to ended up going to public, uh, just because of the weather and everything else. And he'll hunt it during the rut. He may go up like at the very beginning of the season, maybe just trying to get lucky or something maybe the first day or so mm-hmm. and then after he'll hunt it during the rut and then maybe a little bit during their uh shotgun season or, or something like that and then other than that I mean, he's not he's not hunting yeah so, boy that's, that's not that's a lot of days it's hard to like wrap around. I guess it's better for the family life and everything too. It's probably better for the, <laughs> it's probably why the divorce rate's so low over there, you know? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know that to be true at all, but so let, let, let's, let's shift gears here for a second. Um, bold predictions. We do this every year and I'm struggling this year i'm going to admit this freely i've got so much going on right now and i think you can relate to this it's hard to really get plugged in it's it's one of those things where there's just so many so many irons in the fire to get to get squared away before you can jump into like the deer season carefree just kind of obsessed and just you know making things work as you go so i was thinking about the bold predictions and i think i've come up with some really absurd bold predictions that I'm going to throw out there this year. <laughs> and and my hopes is that it pushes me into jumping into this. And, and, and so uh, I'm going to give you three bold predictions for this year, two for okay. you and one for me. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have the, in this podcast, we've got two groups that are, uh, you know, the, 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 the Corbo hunting league groups. All right. You've got you, Brandon and Brett, Right. Right. All right. Yep. And then you've got you, me and Brett in right. a, in a kind of like an offset type situation where we're competing against the rest of the state of Florida. And so we've got a surprise coming down the pipe. We're probably going to announce that in the next couple of weeks about what that's going to look like. But I'm going to say that both of those groups submit 350 or more inches of antler from the state of Florida. Okay. On a one inch, on a one buck per person basis. I mean, like if you take the best buck from each, from each of all three, each it's going to be 350 inches or greater. Okay. That's bold. It is. It is. Brett's going to have to kill a stud yeah. deer. <laughs> or me. You're one you. or the other. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to kill a stud deer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, three one hundreds are actually really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> it would be phenomenal for the team. It would. So, technically, two people are going to have to kill stud bucks. Yep. Out of that group, it's not going to be me. So you and Brett are going to have to figure it out. <laughs> now, you never know. You're in a good area, bud. <laughs> no, for sure. So, I'm. I'm actually oddly. I'm oddly feeling better about this year. And I think this might be why it's hard for me to get plugged in. Is because like the best part of my season is kind of like down the pipe. A little bit mm-hmm. and so it's like this kind of year is just kind of i don't want to say irrelevant but it's not necessarily like the time when i need to really be plugged in and so i'm just kind of like you know saving my brownie points and not getting obsessive and i'm just kind of waiting but uh so 350 inches but, combined but that, that is bold yeah yeah from both teams which means brandon's gonna have to kill a deer which means he's actually gonna have to hunt this year so um <laughs> yeah last year last year he killed a real good one so I'd Did love he? to have that one. Yeah, yeah. That last year he killed. I thought that uh, was twenty twenty. No, that was last year. Oh, and, here I am talking was, smack, and I don't know anything about it. One thirteen inch yeah. or something like that. So I mean, that's you get three one thirteen one fifteens. Yeah. You're close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So bold prediction number two, and this is bow hunting league challenge uh, oriented as well. But this one's kind of for me here. I think that Team Chicken Bucks, which is me, Corey, and Chicken Buck himself, 
are going to have the best worst combined three deer so we're going to win the smallest buck challenge in the bow hunting league right here in the state of florida we're going to put florida on the map for the chicken buck capital that it is and uh, we're going to do it in front of uh, 1200 teams of the bow hunting league and i'm really looking i'm looking (laughs) forward to that and the funny thing is everybody who's listening to this and doesn't know the state of florida we get five buck tags so i can i get Mm -hmm. like the way i look at this is I have four opportunities to shoot either the biggest or the smallest deer. It all depends on which one happens first because (laughs) I'm, if I kill a big one, then I'm just hunting the smallest one I can find. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll be your, your banner year. You're like, I can't find a small buck. (laughs) (laughs) I drill like three 100 inch deer and it's like, I can't get a small. Maybe that's the the key. In fact, I'll start giving seminars. If I, if I kill a bunch of big deer this year, then I'm going to teach everybody hunt the chicken buck because that's going to be my Dan infault style of, of going about it. So both teams, 350 inches, the team chicken buck brings home the, uh, the, 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 the smallest buck uh, crown for the, for the bow hunting league. And then the third one, this one's for you. You ready for this one, buddy? Ready. 425 inches combined <laughs> death from you this year. That, that would beat your personal best, right? No. Okay. What's your personal best? Four. I think. Let's see here. It was like four sixty. Oh man, that's a lot. Okay, so I'm gonna change that up because I thought it was like four ten. My bad. So I'm gonna you, go. You need to go five hundred. Yes, yeah, so I was about to say five thirty five and two eights. <laughs> okay, what we're gonna say two eights. <laughs> I got to kill all five. I mean, it, I well Stud that'll piggyback on that'll piggyback on one of my bold predictions. Okay, okay. It's because, but think about it. You're going to Missouri. You're going to hunt Alabama. You're going to be hunting okay. some killer, some killer places in Florida. It's not hard for you to get over that. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that other was done in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. So there's my three. What, what What do you have? Okay. Oh, I, actually, I need to think. Of, well, I'll think of one for you <laughs> while I'm. Okay. So, to piggyback off of the one bold prediction is I will be in the top 10 for the bow hunters league from the state of Florida. Okay. Just, just on my state of Florida bucks will get me in the the top 10 for, for the bow hunters league. That's, that's my first, um, bold prediction. Okay. Um, my second bold prediction is also going to be bow hunters league. And it will be that I will break the record for Florida in the Bow Hunters League wow. by 15 inches. Oof. So hold on, last year was like 115 and some change, right? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at yeah. like 130 plus. Yeah, we're gonna. Okay. I'm gonna break. I want to blow it out of the. I want to <laughs> blow the record out of the water this year. <laughs> I bet I know exactly where you're going to do that too, but go ahead. <laughs> Maybe I got to find them first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think say I got Brett and I have, I was about to say, yeah, I think Brett and I have already found them, but, um, I got, well, I should, there's a, there's a possibility. Yeah. But that's my, that's my second goal or bold prediction, Ron, write that down that okay. I'm going to break the bow hunters league by 15 inches and I'll be in the top 10 for, uh, the bow hunters league from Florida, uh, but I, who knows? I, hopefully I'll be able to use other bucks for it, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, cause you, I mean, you get five in Florida yep. uh, and if for Three some reason I get lucky in Alabama and Missouri, then, uh, I could, I could do some damage, uh, as well. And Brett could too. I mean, Brett's going to be hunting Florida, Alabama and Missouri. So yeah. I hope, I hope Brett's in there for sure as well. Um, I don't think all five of them are going to come from Florida, though. <laughs> you ain't going to hunt it enough. <laughs> um, and then one for Walter Lee. I got to, let's see here, a bold prediction for Walter <laughs> is that he will. This is on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. You can shoot I'm going to say face. Walter is going to shoot a buck, a good buck in two out of the three states that he's going to hunt. Wow. So you, you're going to shoot, uh, and one of them will be Florida. So you're okay. going to shoot a really good buck in Florida 
and then you will either shoot a really good buck in Alabama or Georgia. So, so hold on. So let's define this. What's really good buck? Like what I killed in 2020 or better? Like what I got to hang on the wall? I'm going to say you're going to kill at least a 90 inch buck in Florida. Okay. And then in between Alabama and Georgia, I'll go over a hundred inches. Dang. For those two states. That's legit. I've so. so I have got I have got about six bucks, three of which I haven't gotten back on camera yet. But six bucks between last year and this year on camera that are hundred inches and better. And I've got no reason to think any of them are dead. Those are all in Florida. Right. Georgia, I get one or two like that on camera during the rut. Um that's a bold prediction. That's a lot of that's a lot of faith. I think oh, yeah, Vegas, the, the Georgia Vegas Alabama one. I mean, you're not spending a lot of time. Nope. You're not going to be spending a ton of time in Alabama. Nope. So hypothetically speaking, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, I mean, what I say a ton of time, like probably less than ten hunts probably. in Alabama. Probably, yeah. So that's not a lot of time. No. no. <laughs> and I have asked Brett to put me in his doe honey hole because I can shoot. I think he said like two does a day or something like that, or a doe a day or something like that. So, yeah, yeah Alabama. I'm sure they different stuff. It's, yeah. it's not the same as Florida. It's three but... bucks. And I think a doe a day or something. Yeah, like I know that. you get three bucks for yeah. the season. Because uh, Parker's always trying to get his three. I remember that. What, one one a day though. I think so. Yeah, I think it's two deer. One of which has to be a doe, like. You can kill a deer right. two day or day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and one yeah. buck a day. Yeah, up to three. So that's bold, man. Yeah. That's really well, bold. Wouldn't it be something happens. if we got all this carnage, all these bold predictions on camera this year? That would be something. Because Brett's taking <laughs> That would be out. more bold than anything we've said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Brett's. That's, that's mega bold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Brett and I have committed to getting as much on camera as possible this year, starting with the opener of Georgia. He's driving over, and he's going to be filming over my shoulder uh, in my little doe honey hole. Uh, And we're going to see about sticking a doe right there opening day. And then uh, in a WMA uh, in South Georgia, he and I are going to be tag teaming and hunting that a fair amount. Um, Okay. You know, I'll film for him. He'll film for me. And, you know. A, a lot of back and forth or a lot of solo filming. And then if one of us kills something, we'll come get the, you know, the glory shots and whatnot, but <sighs> I'm excited, man. It, I know it, it'll come. And, and my wife told my wife that what I told you earlier, I'm not quite feeling it yet. She's like, just wait for the first cold front. Just wait for that first, <laughs> le- that first like break, like not even the cold front, but just when you can, you can hear those, that, that wind in the trees and anybody who's listening to this podcast right now just kind of stopped in their tracks and they know that you know exactly what I'm talking about, but the wind just hits the trees a little bit differently. And it's like falls just whispering. That's right around the corner. The, the, the break in the weather isn't there yet, but you know, you're getting close and uh, we're getting there. We'll, we'll get there sh- soon enough, man. Yeah. That cold front needs to come through. God, I've got to get my Marco Polo thing fixed, dude. Uh, every Does time still I try to go fits? on there. Yeah, that's what that's what I was asking the other day if my thing came oh. through because it, it'll like load up into a certain point of people's yeah. stuff, but it's not like current, but it'll keep telling me people are poloing. Yeah. And then I'll try to polo. And then it just does that kind of wheel of death thing for a while yeah, yeah, where it's like saying it's loading or whatnot. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm checking in on the guys for sure and, and watching some of the polos, but I'm like, Oh God, this was said on, <laughs> this was said 12 hours ago. <laughs> like, it, like that'll be up to the point. It'll stop or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, uh, this isn't relevant uh, for what I need to say. Uh, I, and I said, I, I had that one the other day and I hope that, um, cause I went out the other day, I did go out to the woods. I did put some cameras out and then I like tore the ABS module out of my truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truck's been giving me fits, boy. Yeah. This whole, this whole year, yeah. put some money into that thing, uh, for sure. But I mean, that's, that's not deterring me from, from going out. Yeah. But, um, would you, would I mean, you I, say you spent, it was like close to a grand on lithium ion batteries and that was for like three cameras. <laughs> I, I, I refused to, to do that. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, man, inflation has hit, boy. Yeah. <laughs> These lithium batteries are like double the price uh, that they were 
uh, last year. And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't have that many cell cameras. I think I have three cell cameras, uh, that I kind of use. And then I've got a ton of the Simmons Tasco cameras that I just put in areas where I'm not even planning on hunting. Uh, it'll be maybe on a random scrape somewhere or an area where I think they're walking through quite a bit, just areas where maybe uh, I can't hunt per se like there, maybe there's not a tree in the area or it would be really difficult to hunt it from the ground or something like that but just to kind of keep track of okay this buck was over here during this time or he was over there during that time and h- how much maybe they're moving and uh th- things like that so I, I do like to uh kind of keep a pulse on uh those type of things as well where i'm not necessarily using them for information this year but for next year uh, and those things are so cheap and, and I mean, literally, what are they like 20 something dollars and you, you get tons of, uh, information from them, uh, for, for the year. And like I said, I've was able to last like this one particular buck. Like I had the camera, I had, like I said, I had his core area, but then every now and then I'd kind of catch him on this other camera that wasn't in there. Like he'd kind of pass through that area just every uh, once and again, and that it, like when he maybe would kind of disappear for a few days or something like that. And he'd be like, Oh, well, he was on this camera. So he was still on the property. He just wasn't, uh, or I just wasn't catching him on camera in those areas. I'm not going to say the cameras catch everything. Cause we all know <laughs> that's not true. Uh, a hundred percent. Um, cause I've shot deer that I never had on camera and wouldn't have caught them on camera that day <laughs> either. Uh, so cameras don't tell the whole story, but they, they do help out when you can't be in the woods and they do tell part of the story for sure. Mm -hmm. No, I think, I think cameras are, are, are incredibly useful, but not necessarily like the end all, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't not hunt or hunt because of just what the camera says. Like there needs to be more into it. You know, um, I try and put cameras in areas where it kind of, like pinches to where it's a little more reliable but even then man like i've sat next to a camera before and seen a deer walk right behind it and it's like okay well i would have thought nothing came by today you know right oh yeah for sure yeah man i don't tell the whole story so have you got your tree picked out for opening day do you know where you're going No, I do not have yeah. the tree picked out for uh, <laughs> opening day. Uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to check some trail cameras. I, I never even got to put my cell cameras out or anything, but yeah, uh, I still need to get out. There's some things I need to do. Um, yeah, what does your to do list look like right now? Like, what what what's what's on your list? Uh, well, I mean, I, I have been shooting my bow and all that. I have been out shooting the bow, uh, getting dialed in, uh, and everything else. Um, Mainly getting some cameras out. I mean, we're rocking the saddles and everything else. So I don't necessarily have a tree picked out. I don't, I mean, I, we can move around so easily. Uh, and sometimes opening day, I'm just like, ah, there's not a whole lot going on. Maybe I'll just go sit over here uh, to begin with. So uh, opening day doesn't make or break my season for sure. Uh, would it, I mean, would is it nice to kill one open day? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I got to get my stuff from you. <laughs> I know. I was just, just sitting here thinking because you've got four tethered one sticks. You've got a Phantom a Phantom Elite XL kit that uh, I got to get to you. I've got mobile. Oh, man, I got to get this right. Mobile hunting gear. Oh, God, man. I'm sorry, Brian. I, I can I can see his brand in my head. But I'm messing it up. <laughs> yeah, it's mobile hunting gear, I think. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get this right. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com
At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, man. Yep, no, okay, I got it right. I got it right. I just second-guessed myself. Brian Landry from uh, Mobile Hunting Gear sent us uh, a bunch of stuff for the tethered one sticks, one of which is like a molly clip that goes in the side of your saddle to where you can carry your sticks up and down, and it, it kind of gives it that okay. rigidity. And the cool thing is since those one sticks are so light, you can you know put two on one side, and it's the equivalent of most other sticks or less. And so uh, I was playing in the backyard with mine, and I put the first one on the tree, and then I kind of, like, loop the other one if I need four. I loop the other one, like, mm -hmm. at, the, at the top of it, climb up, and then I've got the two on my side. And because I've got that predator clip in the back, my predator sits behind me, and the sticks are stuck off to the side, and they don't, like, swing and clank or anything. And, oh, my God, man. I feel like this year my system is dialed up. I feel like I'm at the point now where I don't have to, like – do anything to screw with a system and that's i think another reason why i'm a little checked out right now is like i don't have that last season last minute tinkering to do like i don't feel like there's something i need to do um, right it's just kind of like the die is cast man it's like just waiting on the season now, i do need to shoot my bow a hell of a lot more but yeah yeah there's definitely uh those things and i think brian landry i think i bought stuff from him back in the day for the Beast, lone wolf the, the 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 stick talons yeah he used to have the stick talons yep. I bought, and those were great. Yep. Uh, for the for the lone wolf, they they fit really well. Yep. It was a good system at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and he sent you a uh, uh, a stick talon for a tethered one talon, however you want to look at it, for your predator. So if you wanted to put okay. your sticks behind your back on the predator and just pull them off individually as you go, uh, you'll recognize that system. Um, I got a video coming out on on that and a lot of other stuff as well, but. Um, Super great guy. He's got a Chasing Tales Outdoors branded set of this stuff for us. And if there's interest, oh, sweet. Uh, we're going to sell them in the store. So uh, let us know. Reach out. Let us know if there's if there's interest in that. And uh, check the YouTube channel because we got some a, a video coming out kind of highlighting some of those products. Um, good guy, man. He's been supporting the show since probably 2018, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a good guy. Yep. Um, I think I heard him on a podcast somewhere and that's Nine where, fingers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on nine finger Chronicles yeah. back in the day. And then that's when I ended up buying them, uh, talents for the yep. lone wolf. Yeah, man. Sure. Well, we're going to get there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hunting with you again this year. Um, I'm looking forward to the Patreon deer camp. You haven't forgotten about that. Have you? No. Okay, good. Cause that's, <laughs> that's opening day. That's why, that's why when I said, do you have your tree picked out? I was like, if he says yes, I know he's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I know. I know about that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even going to be hunting. It was a trick. Well, and, and along those lines, I just want to say to everybody, we've got about three spots left for the Patreon hunt. And uh, if you want to jump on that, it's going to be the opener of zone C. I'm not going to give you any more details on this podcast. If you join Patreon, there's a, there's a, a link in there published and you can tell us if you want to be a part of that group. But uh, we have got a wild game cook off Saturday night. So most everybody's getting there like Thursday or Friday. Some people there Saturday, uh, Saturday night, we're going to have a dinner. It's going to be a wild game cook off. It's going to be amazing. There's all kinds of different potlucks coming in from Gator tail to deep fried Wahoo. Uh, we've got some people who don't have, you know, one, one fellow lost his freezer with all of his wild game. And so he's like, screw it. I'm just going to go to Sunday's and I'm going to get a bunch of pulled pork and I'm going to bring it. And so uh, we're going to have a big dinner like we did before. We're going to have trivia. 
I'm not going to go into the detail of the trivia, but it is going to be <laughs> leagues better than last year. And Ron and I have been working really hard at it. In fact, I can't even tell you because some of them are kind of geared at you as well. So you're kind of you're not in the in in the know. I can't tell you everything, but okay. what I can tell you is there's going to be a saddle shoot off. One oh, wow. shot from the saddle, so get ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. And I think the cool thing, I, I said this in the Patreon group, Polo group, I may not be jacked about deer season right now. I am freaking amped to get back to deer camp. Seeing everybody in deer camp, that was that made my season last year. I mean, you know, a chicken buck rolled in with that deer when people killed things and they rolled into camp and you had this fun and there's this camaraderie. That's what I grew up with. I know you're, an, you know, an adult onset hunter. I grew up with that, like, cut your shirt tail off and hang it up at deer camp and, you know, like if you missed and stuff. And so getting <laughs> back to that, oh, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And the 40, well, it's 36 guys right now. We've got a couple of spaces left, but 40 guys at deer camp right. in a target rich environment. I know, I know we've got a cabin and camping spaces, facilities. This is going to be a blast. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I had told the wife the other day to put it in her calendar <laughs> that it was the, uh, the Patreon hunt uh, for that weekend. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm more amped just to meet all the guys, um, conversate with them, tell yep. deer stories, uh, help people find deer. We need to help them find deer. Oh, things yeah. Things like that. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, more than anything. It's going to be a really good time, man. I, you know, you know what we ought to do. Let's do one final bold prediction, Ron. You're not off the hook yet. Okay. And this is shameful that we didn't think about this beforehand. Specifically, me. I mean, I'm the host of the podcast. I should have been prepared for this. <laughs> but let's each give one bold prediction, and because I'm springing this on you, I'll let you go last. But let's give one bold predi prediction for the Patreon deer hunt. And if I recall correctly, I think three deer were killed. Was it three or four were killed in the last hunt? Bucks. I don't think any does got killed. Uh, well, they weren't killed on the property. For, sure. that but that, but that's true. But they, but they went and ki yeah, they weren't killed elsewhere. You're right. So, right. I think it was four deer because Chicken Buck got one. Uh, Ben got one. Ben got one. I got one. You got one, and then didn't um. Uh, split shot shoot one Split shot shot a buck somewhere i wasn't yeah. i don't think it was on that wma but he shot no one. i know where it was but it was a, it was a little it was a little buck but it was a, it, i remember where he did it now so we said four deer and i'm gonna count it even though it wasn't on that wma it was hunt camp right we were at, at right. hunt camp yeah so we're going to a place that is a target rich environment it's got a fair amount of deer it's got a boatload of hogs got about we got 30 plus guys going three mm -hmm. To four days of hunting. Nine hogs and six deer are killed on that on that hunt. Six deer total? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it gonna be buck or doe? It can be buck or doe. Yep. So, but it's yeah. kind of a tough place to hunt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not like it's not like some of the places that you can go. I mean, it's it's not like ridiculously difficult. But I think here's here's why I said nine and six. I think people are going to get trigger happy because it's opening day. And I think if a hog walks out, they're not going to be able to stop themselves. Right. And so does that not then make it difficult to kill a deer when you're dragging a hog out? So I'm going to go with nine and six and nine hogs, six deer. I'm going to say five of those deer are bucks. Okay, five bucks. You can tell he was a little more Nine impressed months. with that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was okay. So, bold prediction for the Patreon hunt. Mm. Let's see here, because I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say with. And I'm, I'm gonna go one step further. I'll give you a little more time. I'll buy you a little more time. Nine deer, nine hogs, six deer. Five bucks and Pat kills the biggest one. Okay, no, that definitely makes it bold. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's seen a deer in two years. So thirty-six <laughs> chance shot of being the winner for that. Yeah, or more. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll 
I'll I'll piggyback off of your or well, I'm gonna go bold as to say that one of those bucks will be killed by an out of stater oh. from the Patreon hunt. Boy, that's a good one. So that'll make it harder. You're better at this than I am. <laughs> one of them will be killed by an out of stater. Because there will be some out of staters at yep. the, the Patreon hunt. It's in Florida, but there will be at some least two, right? These two. So these two. So there's I mean, there's if there's only yeah. two, that's gonna make it harder. But Ron, Ron could be, be sneaky. That could be a Ron. Ron could maybe pull that one off, I could see. Yeah, for sure. It won't be Brett, but it won't, yeah, definitely <laughs> not Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's going to be there in his little ghillie hat. Dude, Brett's going to be there, like, the Thursday before scouting. Thursday and Friday, he's scouting, like, nonstop. And if it's anything oh, like good. what I he does I need to meet him over there, then. You do. You do. You need to find me a spot. I need to meet him over there. Because best case, I'm there Friday night, if not, like, hauling butt it coming in hot Friday or Saturday morning to hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my goal, I think I may film for you. Let's do it. For the hunt. Let's do it. So Find me a spot then, because I don't have one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll find you a spot, and then I'll get you that Bowhunters League buck. (laughs) (laughs) I know where where there's a corn pile we could go hunt if we wanted to. (laughs) I mean, does it it have to be on that WMA? No. No, in fact. I'm not far from there. (laughs) I got you a spot, Big mm-hmm. Dow, <laughs> for yeah. opening day. Yeah, um, old chicken bucks got about him. thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the chicken bucks got property right adjacent to this thing, and he's got them already corned up. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yep. He, he kind of hunts. Uh, he was going to offer it to the group, but he was like, "How do I figure out like who to give that to?" And I was like, "Just give it to me." <laughs> <laughs> Raffle. <laughs> Raffle. That's right. That's right. Winner of the trivia. Yeah, man. Well, listen, dude, it is late at this point. It's 830. Uh, Walton, uh, this will come as no surprise to anybody who's listening to this. My son is sick once again. Um, he's okay, but it is just nonstop illness with him. Which you, to be fair, you did warn me. You said the first like year and a half, two years was going to be absolute chaos. And, and today uh, he came home with hand, foot, and mouth. And so, yippee. Uh, but right. I'm gassed cause I was rocking him all night last night. And so we're going to put a pin in this, uh, the next time we record, we will be like with, within like five days of deer season, dude, actually right. we'll be within like three days of deer season. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get you guys part five of the, yeah. the Florida series. Yeah. Uh, that's been a little difficult, uh, to do. Um, and heck, even you and I had planned to do this podcast monday uh, a few days tuesday ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a few days ago you know i keep saying one day life is going to slow down i think this is just the new norm like there's there's busy periods and there's slow periods and and you and i are rocking with the punches and I, you know what actually let's end this on an even better note we just talked we just said you know how how hard everything's been as of right now i can confirm that last august we started this podcast in 2017 Last August is not only the best August we have ever had for downloads, it legitimately is the high water mark for the podcast thus far. The growth, I'm, I'm not going to tell you the exact downloads because that's like telling somebody your income per se, but we had a 70% increase in growth in August, which floors me. I mean, I, I don't know what you did, <laughs> like what buttons you pushed or what, man, but um that can only mean that you guys are telling people about the podcast and the fact that we had that kind of growth is just, I don't, I, I've been trying to figure out how I was going to say thank you. And so I'm going to leave it as simple as just thank you because that's unreal. Yeah, it was. I mean, you were sending me the numbers and <laughs> everything and I was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. So hopefully words getting out, keep telling your, I mean, your Florida hunters. Yeah. Hey, if you want some good Florida content, um, that's yeah, what we're trying to give you guys. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's our niche. Um, I mean, we hunt in Florida yep. most of the time. So, I mean, and I've been hunting Florida longer than you have, but way, yeah, um, way longer. So that, that's, that's kind of what we've kind of decided to go with is, Hey, let's, <laughs> let's go with what we know. Uh, and it was, 
what we kind of felt like there was a gap there. Yeah. Uh, to begin with. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, send, send realistically, our goal, our goal is to be Florida's hunting podcast. We want to be the, the Florida outdoorsman's hunting and fishing show. Well, maybe not fishing. Cause we don't do a whole lot of that, but uh, we want to be Florida's hunting, you know, premier podcast. Um, I don't mean that from like a, everybody else sucks. I just mean our goal and you, you set goals so that you, 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 you uh, achieve some measure of success is to every day we want you guys to think, man, I want to hear about Florida. This is the pod- podcast we go to. And so um, that comes with certain challenges because people in the state really don't want to talk about their success. <laughs> it's very difficult in that regard, but we work very, very hard to come up with ways uh, like that five-part series we're going to finish. We are going to finish it, I promise, and, and I should have had the order backwards. I get it. Start with South Florida because the season starts sooner. But um <laughs> Uh, next year we have another fun series coming that you've picked out and I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Um, we've launched the weekly deer reports, which um, I had an error with the last upload and I thought it had published. It hasn't. So I'm going to republish that for you guys here shortly along with week three. So every week people from the Patreon group are telling us about what they're seeing in the deer woods. We're publishing that live for you guys, especially for you new hunters. This is a great way to kind of see that progression. They tell you what part of the state they're hunting in, what they're scouting in, what they're seeing, and, and you can use it as a frame of reference. So uh Yeah, that's good for anybody, Mm -hmm. though. I mean, I've found areas over the years that have changed. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, by several weeks where you can tell, like, the rut has, like, moved up a couple of weeks ahead of where it was 10, 12 years ago. And that's just being in the woods and just noticing, like, hey, I used to see all of the same activity in november now i'm seeing it the middle of october and then getting to november you're like whoa there's none of that activity that i had 10 years ago uh, where so that's that's good for everybody just to maybe that kind of reaffirms like oh hey i'm not going crazy this this is actually it this other people are uh, reaffirming what i'm seeing in the woods yeah and and realistically if you want that kind of chatter on a day-to-day basis and and on a better level you know those podcasts are somewhere between eight and ten minutes long uh that polo group is the best place for you there is just a constant uh a constant chatter as chase will tell you it's almost impossible (laughs) to keep up um and i don't ask anybody to keep up just pipe in ask questions dip out it's fine it's whatever um but we've got um I think the number is about 43. We've got about 43 Florida hunters in that group right now of varying skill sets. Um, we've got 54 that hunt the state of Florida with some capacity. And so uh, you have a, a wealth of knowledge right there. If you're trying to figure out how to hunt the state of Florida, I can tell you right now, I would have died. I would have paid upwards of like $50 to have access to that when I was trying to figure out Florida, you know, when you and I first met and I was just getting my teeth kicked in just every <laughs> year, my teeth kicked in. Um, I would have killed to have had that set up. So, um, Oh yeah consider checking it out 17 to 33 cents a day. You can support the podcast, have access to that. Um, Chase occasionally pops in and talks when his Marco Polo app works. We're going to, we're going to start a GoFundMe and actually get him off that iPhone 4s and, and maybe that'll fix the problems. <laughs> yeah. What am I to XS or something like that? It's basically the iPhone 10 Yeah. <laughs> at this point, but I want to, I want to leave everybody. We're talking about bold predictions and all that. That's, I mean, that's all, that's all good fun. And that's what hunting season's about. Uh, I mentioned it was a marathon kind of at the beginning of the podcast and everything. And a a lot of people kind of ask me, they're like, Hey, you get in the woods, you're doing this, you're doing that and everything else. And I kind of tell, and sometimes I'm like, no. And they're kind of shocked by my, me saying no, that I'm not or whatever. And, some of it could have to do with my success and them thinking, Oh God, this guy's, uh, he's, he's going to be out there. He's out there all year long. Uh, but a lot of that I can attribute to 10 years of doing that. You know what I mean? Like 10 years of being out there all of the time going out and and doing, uh, that type of thing. And uh, a lot of the stuff that I noticed from a lot of the guys, um, in Florida, particular that are successful uh, on the regular is those guys are they they hunt a lot and and they're out there a lot and just to not necessarily compare yourself to them because the situation your situation could be different your situation could be you get to hunt 
three days in a row every now and then, or you get to hunt Saturday, most of the day, and then part of the day on Sunday. And, and that's all you got to hunt. Uh, so keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, eventually you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. And a lot of them guys have kind of figured it out just from being able to be out in the woods all the time. Right. And I was that guy for (laughs) at least 10 plus years of just constantly being out in the woods, uh, having a pulse on what was going on, scouting all the time, cameras all the time, uh, all that stuff. And it helped me build a system to where I am now to where I don't necessarily have to go and do that all the time, but I still do. I mean, I still get out there quite a bit. I still do a lot of in-season scouting. Uh, I just don't necessarily do the, a lot of the postseason and the summer scouting and uh, all of that. But needless to say, keep grinding, keep getting after it. If you have questions, I mean, a lot of guys hit us up on Instagram and all of those apps as well. So if you have some questions, if we don't know it, we can lead you to somebody that does. And like I said, that Patreon group is full of people from all over the state of Florida that would probably love to hook up with you and chat with you and hunt with you. So just keep that in mind for the season. And we will shoot. I wish everybody the best for this season. I hope everybody kills their PB buck and uh, send us some pictures. Yeah. Especially that. I love seeing the pictures. I've got weeks that I'm not going to be hunting and I'm going to be living vicariously through you guys. <laughs> so anytime you want to send me pictures to tra- trail cam pictures, here's a picture of a scrape. Here's a deal. I killed. I don't care, man. I love it all. I love being in the woods and I love hearing from you guys. And even if, even if it's just a success story, Hey man, I listened to this podcast and I applied it and this is what I found, man. That's the kind of stuff that keeps us going, right? Like knowing this guy, this stuff is relevant to y'all. It, it's, it's really encouraging to know we're on the right track. And if there's something you want to see us talk about, shoot us a message, man. I mean, the, the, we, yeah. we have not made it to the point where we don't, stay in touch with our own Instagram, right? Like if you send a message, Chase or I are answering that thing, right? And normally pretty quick. Um, so we would love to hear from you. Send us a message, send us people. Yep. We're always looking for people to have on the podcast. Always, you always. Know somebody that is yep. willing to be on the podcast, <laughs> then yep. uh, send them our way. We'd love to have them on. They don't even have to hunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we'd love to have them on and and like i said the fruits of our labor is seeing everybody that listens to the podcast right. successful <laughs> yep yep so with that ladies and gentlemen get outside enjoy the great outdoors get ready for deer season shoot your bow test your equipment you know, get on that, get on your, on your Spartan Forge and do a bunch of scouting and double check and triple think, overthink everything that you've got coming up. Cause it's coming quick. It's going to blow past and it's going to be a blast. And I cannot wait to share it with each and every one of you. Chase, thank you for hopping on the, on, on the podcast again this week and tolerating the crazy schedule that we've all had, but we're getting through it, man. All right, guys, y'all be good. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.